morning, good afternoon, good evening. From whichever part of the world you're listening from, I welcome you all to the French Toast Podcast. I'm your host, Frenchie, and it is my pleasure to bring you some interesting, funny, and sometimes absolutely random and abstract subjects to the table. We shall have guests sharing their own experiences in various subject matters. The aim is to entertain and share thoughts. With that, welcome to French Toast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to French Toast. Today's cast bears the title Discovering Motivation. To discuss this subject, we have a very talented individual with the name of Kevin Cologne. He is a successful stockbroker and dancer that became known on the social media platform as the Motivation Guy. His age sits in the mid-twenties and he carries the Sierra Leonean and Dutch flag on his back. With that, welcome to French Toast. Thank you very Kevin. much. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? Not too bad at all, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Well, let's let's kick this off then. Um, want to ask you firstly, why the UK? Um, well, I actually moved to the UK in 2008. 2008, yes, around August 2008. And prior to that, I'd visited probably once in March of that same year, 2008. And if you remember, as I'm sure you remember, actually, during that time, we had the global financial crisis that was happening. So the oh, whole God, entire yeah. world was um, in a bit of a shitstorm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so we're trying to figure out, my parents are trying to figure out, okay, so what's the next best step for us here? So obviously, you know, live a, a sustainable, comfortable life and uh, to look after the family, so to say. And given the fact that we come from Sierra Leone, which, mm. which, which was is, is an English-speaking country. They speak English. They was colonized by the British. Living in the okay. Netherlands, you know, it had certain limitations, not for myself or my brothers and si- or my brother and sister, but for my parents, you know? Um, okay. I obviously speak fluent Dutch, but imagine Dutch is not the easiest language <laughs> to pick up when you're a, a grown-ass man and a grown-ass woman, you know? So my parents <laughs> have certain limitations. So when we, we were amongst this financial crisis now, I was about 12 at the time, and my parents were like, you know what? the best possible option for us right now is to move to an English speaking country. And originally we actually wanted to go to Canada because my mom's family, my grandfather was adopted by Canadians. Right. So most of my mom's family is in Canada. Right. So we we're thinking, okay, oh. yes, let's, you know, let's maybe move closer to the family. Like this was the perfect opportunity. You know, we're in the world isn't a shit place, shitty place right now in 2008. So we wanted to be close <laughs> to family in a place where, you know, my, my parents speak a language that they can actually understand that they studied and yada, yada, yada. And everything, but then we were also really accustomed to that European lifestyle. You understand? What I mean? Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, you can travel easy, easy between borders. A couple of hours, I'm a different country. This and that, and so forth. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? So, you know, the, the first logical step then was the UK. And uh, okay, whereabouts in the UK did you decide to where? Yeah, where in the UK did your parents decide to settle? Well, we flirted with a couple of different places. So we had uh, close family friends that moved up to Hull in the north side of, the, of England. Um, okay. And then, of course, some of my mom's uh, closest friends were living in London. So we went to London first. We were in London for uh, one month, exactly one month, right? <laughs> yes, exactly yeah. one month. And after that one month, 
we moved to Milton Keynes, my beloved MK, you know, and that's the Milton best Keynes. They got Milton Keynes. Yes, yes, <laughs> milk and beans, as we like to say over here. <laughs> but no, um, best geographical decision <laughs> that my parents have made because it's a nice place to live. And fun fact, fun fact, okay. the province where I'm from in the Netherlands is called Flavorland, Flavorland, as they say in Dutch, okay? Okay. And it's the youngest province in the Netherlands. You know, the Netherlands is below sea level, right? So if yes. you look at the map of the Netherlands, maybe 65 to 70 years ago, my province where I grew up wasn't actually there. Okay? Oh, it was, snap. Yes, okay. it was reclaimed from the water. It was reclaimed from the water. And this is a huge patch of land. It kilometers long. It's, it's a huge, it's a province. It's a whole entire province. So it's got multiple towns and, and, and small little cities in it, right? Um, yeah. That province where I'm from, there's a city there called Almere. All right. And Almere is twin cities with Milton Keynes. You can search that up right now. You'll see it. Right oh, there. that's brilliant. So check this out. Check this out. Given that this province, it's a very young province, Flavorland, everything in Flavorland looks the same. You understand? <laughs> you can put me, yeah. you can blindfold me and put me anywhere in Flavorland. I can tell you, listen, I don't know where exactly I am right now, what town or what city, but I know what fucking province this is. Okay? <laughs> it all looks the same, <laughs> right? And Milton Keynes is only about 50, some maybe 51, 52 years old on top of that. Yeah. So, I don't know what kind of crazy coincidence that this was, bro, but it actually, I actually felt at home. I felt at ease living, uh, um, living at, living in MK. There was something that just no, felt that's at brilliant. Home. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Well, you wouldn't believe that. That is absolutely mad. That is actually crazy. No, I mean, uh, that reminds me of a little self story myself uh, when my parents actually sent me over to the UK when I was 16. And um, the twin town to the, where I used to live was called Osnabrück and the twin town actually happened to, in Germany indeed. Yes. And um, the twin town to Osnabrück was or is Derby. Oh, okay. So completely cultural difference, but at the same time, same, same amount of inhabitants, same type of, well, it's just a little bit of kind of like samey, samey. So twin mm-hmm, town. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's quite it's quite funny that you mentioned well, that that your your parents chose a twin town closest, or that you ended up in a twin and town. I literally, exactly that, exactly. And one of my closest friends, whenever he comes to visit me from the Netherlands, he always says to me, he's like, "Dude, this feels just like Flavorland, but maybe just a bigger version." You know what I mean? And they speak English <laughs> yeah. and they drive on the on the wrong side of the road, you know. But other than that, it just feels like you know I'm I'm walking in 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 a, in a town or a city in Flavorland, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> So what did you um, decide to do as a job? Obviously, around that time, you were a little bit younger, but I assume you, did you go to school here a little bit in, in MK or did you then straight away go into, move into the working world? No, 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 no. So when I moved here, when we moved here, I was 13, just turned 13, actually, because we moved in August. My birthday was in July. So I just turned 13. Um, so okay. I entered the, uh, the British high school system. But one of the beautiful things about that was, and once again, that's why I'm, I'm really grateful for how things just landed in place. It just worked out so beautifully. The school that I went to here in MK is called 
Standaway International, formerly known as Standaway Campus, right? It used to be the big. It okay. used to be the biggest school in the UK. Now it's no. It used to be the biggest school in Europe, actually. Now it's the second biggest school in the UK. There's a bigger one in Nottingham. There's about three and a half thousand students, I believe. Uh, Standaway International has, and it's a it's a specialist performing arts school, right? And also, Brilliant. and also, they don't wear uniforms. I come from a country. Well, I grew up in a country in in, in an education system where we don't wear uniforms, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I I was blessed with the same. I have there to say, you go. It, there you have it. There you have it as well. You know, so yeah. I, they did. When I was sixteen, I think all I did uh, I did A levels, mm-hmm. and I had to wear like a uniform. That was so strange to me. I felt like I was going to work. Exactly. Yeah, you shooted and booted <laughs> to go learn math. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but no, so, you know, we didn't have to wear any uniforms. And on top of that, we called the teachers by their first name because they had this whole new vibe, new school thing, as as you would expect from a town like Milton Keynes. <laughs> they had this new vibe, <laughs> new school thing, which was, let's try to make, let's try to allow the teachers and students to meet at an equal level, right? By students referring to the teachers by their first name. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so... Came here when I was in year nine, um, finished uh, finished high school, obviously, and then I did my A-levels. Um, at A-levels, I sort of carried on with that sort of, you know, performing arts, um, you know, thing that I was doing at, on, on, at, at school already. So I did English language and literature, which, which mm-hmm. I absolutely loved. I also studied history. I studied performance studies, and I also studied business. I studied business. Oh, and Dutch. I studied Dutch as well. I also got a Dutch A level. I got an A in that, obviously, uh, which actually really helped. <laughs> it actually really helped to give me a few more points, uh, you know, to, to get to get into university. So yeah, um, and then from there, you know, went to university in 2013, and right off the bat, I already kind of figured out that look, I I love talking to people. I love sales. Um, and I also had a softer love for finance, okay, for finance and business in general. Okay. Um, then I applied for this position, which back then, I don't even know how I got this job, dude, right? I'm, mind you, I'm 18 <laughs> at this time, right? I have no clue why the hell I was in that. Like, basically what happened was, we had this enterprise thing on campus, right? At University of West London. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me check it out. Let me check it out. I go there. I pick up a little thing and I see a few different things on stocks, this and that. And I start looking further. I start looking further, you know? Then I land on this page, um, which was basically apply us for a junior, for a junior stockbroker. Um, and I read a description. I'm like, dude, this is, this is perfect. <laughs> Number one, I love to talk. I, I like to talk shit. Number two, I, I like people. And on top of that, I have a softer love for, for enterprise, for business, you know? Yeah. Got into the interview. And, um, you know, my, my, my guy, my interview with my manager at the time, Spencer Gilbert, he sat me down and he was like, let me ask you something. Are, are you here more for the sales aspect of things or are you here uh, for the financial aspect of things, right? And at the time, I told him straight up, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm here because... I know how to sell, you know, I've, I've, I've known that for a very long time. And then it was, okay, okay, cool. You know, let's, let's start the day. And 
couple days after that, man, it just grows on you. Finance, it just grows on you. But when you're selling the product, when you're selling a financial product 24-7, I mean, you have no choice but to fully immerse yeah. yourself in that. And were they at my office, they were encouraging that as well. Okay, so you basically got lost in, and you got lost and fell in love with finance. Absolutely, absolutely. Brilliant. So how long have you, so what career choice, which direct career choice did you take? Obviously, more on the stockbroker type of thing, that type of side. That's where you you yeah. found you found your your niche. Yeah. yeah, in terms of career option, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, it's something that was just so appealing to me. And not only that, but you know, you know, when you know that you have this innate ability and talent for something, but you just don't know what the right avenue is of expression. Yes. But then you find that one thing that not only is the right avenue it's also freaking lucrative of course it feels right you understand what i mean yeah i was like this is this is perfect <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect for me you know um but no it just it, it just it just felt right it just felt right no that's perfect that, that's really good to know okay so how long have you been doing that for now uh literally since 2013 since you were so that is since I was 18, correct. Since I was 18. So how many years is that now? That's like seven. Uh, yeah, it'd be about seven, seven years. Seven, seven, almost eight years. Yeah, going on to eight years now, yeah. No, that's brilliant. So, which is not a very long time, but considering at, you know, at, at the age that I got into this whole industry, it's, 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 a, it's almost a quarter of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, put like that. <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. Okay. So, what does Kevin do for fun? Do you have hobbies, or do you, do you live a certain lifestyle? Do you do you listen to hip hop, or? Well, um, I would definitely have to say my hobbies and my downtime—they revolve very much around my lifestyle. Okay. Know? And in a nutshell, I mean, I went through a phase when I really, really liked to party. I used to party a lot, you know, not, not only in the UK, all around, all around Europe, different countries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and during that time, I just, I just developed this whole different approach to life in general, which was just vibes, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> which was just vibes because everyone wants to have a good time. Everyone wants to have a good time, you know? So um, I, I live a very active lifestyle. On top of that, I live a very active lifestyle. Uh, um, I like to work out love calisthenics you know love going to the gym um and then on top of that what a lot of people probably know me for in the creative or uh, athletic field is also my dancing right as you already know we're both b-boys same team even um, <laughs> that we are so yes yes indeed yes indeed so yeah man that's you know that's one of the main things that keeps me busy um not only from an athletic standpoint but also from a creative standpoint you know okay dancing yeah, 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 for sure. And um, I believe you, you had know? a bit of a background with gymnastics as well. Is that correct? Oh yeah, man. Oh, dude. In terms of my in terms of my overall athletic background, um, I've always been incredibly into sport. I've always been incredibly if, ever, since I was very young. Since I was very young, my my dad was a black belt. My dad is a black belt, rather. Yeah. So my first encounter with sports and athleticism was karate. Right? It was karate. I was training with my dad. Uh, um, you know, but then I digress. You feel me? You, you 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 start developing your own little interest, right? Of course. Um, 
And then I tried a few things. I was I was doing athletics for for quite some time. Picked that up again at a later stage. But then I I was also doing gymnastics with one of my best friends, Jesse from the Netherlands. We were both uh, we both took a few gymnastics classes. Nothing crazy, you know what I mean? Like you know, national level or whatever. But we fucked with it. You know what I mean? We fucked with it for a while. And this was all probably around the age of ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah, probably so the you, age of ten. So okay. So you. You've been basically developing those skills and that love for athleticism for that long, obviously. Well, 100%. That, I mean, that is my life. That is my lifestyle. I just, I, I mean, I, I enjoy being fit. I enjoy being, I like to be strong and explosive. And not only that, it, it just gives me this incredible mental satisfaction that I don't think I can get from anything and else. Yeah. Because not only that, it's always with me and I ain't paying squats for it. Bro. This is, this is, this is a feeling that I immerse in myself by my, by my, by my abilities. So you created your own drug basically. Well, exercise is a drug though, bro. If, if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, when you exercise, whether you go running, you go jogging, um, you go, you go um, dancing. I mean, you go, uh, you go to the gym, you play football, whatever the hell it is. Serotonin, which is a chemical, uh, a chemical in your body will get released when you on a hyperman set your exercise whatever serotonin is going to get released and serotonin is also known as the happiness hormone right yeah which is which is commonly found in mdma right so it gives you this this surge of happiness emotion so what i always say and this is why my um, athletic lifestyle is something that is very important to me Right. Because people often ask me, how do you keep such a zealous um, mind and attitude for life? You know what I mean? Like, why are you so happy all the time? In other words, to simplify that. Yeah. And yeah. the number one thing I say is, dude, the, what do you do that gives you some sort of physical um, challenge? Right. Do you go to the gym? Do you play soccer? What you do? Football? or rugby like what do you do that gives you some kind of physical challenge because here's the thing when you go exercise and serotonin is released into your body Frenchie whether you like it or not you will feel good you just cannot I'm sorry you can't help it I can vouch for that (laughs) this is a scientific fact once serotonin is released in your body you will feel great you will so it's a hack and one, I had I had a hypothesis the other day. I was talking to my friend Jesse. Actually, I was just saying it for fun, right? But it did provoke some kind of further thought. You you don't you I would say you rarely see people that are really active into shape, but also suffer from severe depression. I'm not saying that that not that's that's a hypothesis right there. Okay. It's, okay. It's a hypothesis, right? But I just said that I just said that on the fly because I was in a moment and, and I was trying to get my point across, but it definitely creates, it's, it's a thoughtful, for, for, um, it's, it's a, a fruitful thought, you know? Yeah. I mean, I see, see, you got me thinking now because um, I'm just thinking, I know, I know of a few people that, for example, have a regular gym routine. Um, that's me ignoring COVID, COVID at the moment. But for some people that actually have a more regular gym routine or a little bit more base on that, uh, kind of like regular exercise, let's say, 
you, I still have found some of them to to kind of still have depressive thoughts or actually go through depression. Yes, it, it released some of those stresses and it kind of like made them feel a type of weight for a limited amount of time. But out of the exercise environment, they kind of like most of the time dived back into a, a bit of a depression. So I, I kind of half agree on that. Well, but here's the it's, thing, it's interesting. Here, it's interesting. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, having said that, right, of course, there are other variables that you have to consider, right? Yeah. There are other variables that you have to consider. I'm not, it's a hack. I Listen, what I always say is you have to look at your overall approach and apply what I call equilibrialism, right? Always try to think about these three things. Look, Try to look after yourself. Look after yourself from a physical standpoint, right? Don't let yourself go. Don't, don't eat garbage. Don't sit no, around and do nothing. Mind, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't don't let yourself get out of shape. Don't you know struggle to get out of bed. You can't even tie your own shoelaces. Don't don't let yourself go there. Look after yourself from a physical standpoint. What you eat, what you do, and then second aspect, look after yourself spiritually slash mentally. Right? Are there certain goals that you're working towards? Right? Are you thinking about things positively? Or are you just letting things completely ruin your whole entire entire day? Do you self-analyze, right? This is what I mean, trying to look after yourself ment- mentally and spiritually. Are you with me still? I got you. I got you. Okay. You, you, and, you know, on this, it's, it's actually quite funny that one of my next questions would be, how come, <laughs> what what does motivation mean to Kevin? And you're right on there already. You're given already a motivational talk. So I, I love it. Just carry on. <laughs> well, well. The the the, ne- the last aspect, so we got physically, mentally, slash spiritually. The last aspect, right? Mm. I would say economically, bro. Right? True. Because that is just, is just as important as look after yourself physically and spiritually, slash mentally, right? So please don't sit around and be a bum, right? Not saying that you have to go work for some corporate asshole. If you have a passion that you can monetize, please do it, Right? So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Taking this into account, we're all humans. There's no way that you can be banging all of those three things out at maximum level all the time. Let's be honest with each other, right? Yeah. But this is what comes after that. If I'm looking after myself spiritually and and, and from a mental standpoint, right? Well, I'll probably have more zeal to go out there. And, you know, do a bit of exercise. Let my body flush a bit, uh, flush a bit with some serotonin and, 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 and sort of try to achieve that equilibrialism, right? And the other way around, the other way around, if I'm, not, if I'm making sure that I'm not letting myself go, I'm, I'm exercising, I'm doing... And by the way, when we talk about physicality, that does not mean going to the gym and banging weights, okay? Just that's keep on moving what, in general. That's not what physicality means. That's people people get people misconstrued this sometimes because they might say, oh, man, you know, you're just a fucking gym guy, man. Like, oh, you get out of here. <laughs> you know, like, what is it? That's not what it's about. You can go. I mean, I know you play football on a regular. True. Go, go kick some ball. Go shoot some hoops. Go run around the track. Go throw some frisbee. I don't give a damn, bro. Just go dance. <laughs> do something. Go for a light jog. Just do something that is physical. Yeah, or just walk your dog. Walk there we your go. Dog even, bro. That's the point that I'm trying to make, right? Just wanted to clear that out. Now, if I'm looking for look looking after myself from a physical standpoint, as I was saying, 
I know for a fact that, hey, you know what? I'm not letting my body go. I just, you know, I'm, I'm flushing my, my, my body with a bit of serotonin. Listen, this might, then even my, this might then even give me some added little boost of motivation to make sure that I work harder on my business or to make sure that, I, that you know, that I try to get that next promotion or to or try to obtain that next big payday or whatever, right? So yeah. point I'm trying to make, when you focus on one, and you're doing it really well, it gives you a much greater opportunity to focus on the other ones because they will follow. They will follow. A, a common excuse that you hear is that, listen, bro, I got to work, man. Money is more important than my fitness. Well, here's the thing. If you're also trying to look after yourself from an economical standpoint, you can probably get to the, to the, to the point where, um, you know, uh, you, you perhaps don't have to do as much hours or I, I don't even know whatever it may be, right? But where you can be in the e economic situation to perhaps spend more time on your other hobbies or looking after yourself from a physical standpoint or just, or just doing shit that you enjoy because all of that also adds to your mental satisfaction, right? True. I mean, I, I, would, I would also say that, like, the healthier mind you have and the more active you live a bit on the outside, the more productive you actually be within a different type of work environment. So that usually is... Well, finding that balance, right? You you need to have the you need to have a balance for you to to work correctly, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things. It's just not many people have that balance. Hands different stress. It's balance, man. It's it's all about balance. You 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 cannot get all of it right. Um, you know, the whole entire time. You know, I, I was I was reading a book the other day. I've read this book multiple times actually. Psycho cybernetics and. Uh, the author said a common misconception is for you to be, you know, really for you to be on top of your game. You do not have to be 100% right 100% of the time. That's, that's humanly impossible. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine the strain on that to always be 100. So not... Not, not only one, 100% of the time. 100% of the time. That means being right all the time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, you don't, yeah. so you, it's not something that we can obtain, but that's why I try to say it's equilibrialism, right? Try to keep these three things in mind because it does help you to keep things at an equal sort of level because I believe all of them are important, by the way. Yeah. I believe all of them are important. You know, your, your, your physical health is just as, as important as the rent that you have to make this month to pay for your, um, for your, your, your mortgage. You feel me? Your mental health is just as important as you not becoming overweight and eating shit all the time. You know, your economical health is just as important as everything else, you know? So this is, and this is what I mean by equilibrialism. None has a favor. There's no, no. favor. There's no favor over yeah. the other. You understand it's what I mean? It's a factor, basically. It's a trifecta that needs balance. There you go. Exactly. I get that. So, Kevin, on that motivation, uh, I believe you also have a podcast, right? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Uh, I've got a podcast called The More Life Show. The More Life Show. On... I love that title. It's a great title. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever the hell you listen to your podcast on, you 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 will find it. You'll find it. <laughs> you find it. You find it. Yeah. So you base your podcast on 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 motivations. So you have guests or what? Um, what does it contain? 
Yeah, so the podcast is really, it's really about sort of allowing people to understand the, the full potential of their mind, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and when I say that, I don't mean that from a, uh, you know, introspective, um, how can I say it? A philo- no, 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 not even that. I don't mean that from an introspective philosophical point of view. You know what I mean? Like, that's not where I'm trying to go with it. I'm actually trying to go with a much more scientific approach. I'm trying to go with a much more scientific approach. And by that, I mean, uh, referring back to the book Psycho-Cybernetics that I love so much. By that, I mean is, you know, the way that our brain works in theory, in principle, is very similar to the way that, to to how a a cybernetic system would work, right? Like a computer or a, a self- uh, self uh, guiding guiding torpedo or missile. Okay, you feel me? Obviously, so electrons that. going through and yeah, it's yeah. electrical signals, bro. I move. I I raise my hand right now, not because I'm consciously thinking. Okay, I got to flex my triceps and you know flex my forearms in order to raise my hand. No, it's electrical signals that are being sent in order for me to achieve my goal, which is picking up the cup, for example. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, so I mean that in a very scientific way knowing the full potential of your, of, of, of your mind. You have a fucking mainframe sitting there in your mind, in your body, I mean, rather, which is your brain. Why not learn how to use it? If you can learn how to use the latest iPhone, you should at least try to pay attention to how to actually utilize that computer you got sitting up in your brain, right? So I mean that from a very scientific standpoint. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So the purpose of my podcast is, uh, you know, having different guests on, I also have uh, segments where I do monologues, um, where I often refer to principles of psychosabernetics. And also uh, with my guests, I try to have inspiring guests on, you know, that have a, a, a good story to tell that are also quite multifaceted, right? Because the show, it's also all about realizing your true passions and things that you have, you know, a genuine talent for that, you, you know, that you just love to pursue and that you make people happy with. So, um, the other day I had quite a good guest on from Kenya. Okay. Um, uh, his name is baby black, great guy, you know, told us all about the Kenyan lifestyle, the struggles that they face over there. Uh, he's a successful musician. He's worked with multiple legendary Kenyan artists. And funnily enough today I had, uh, I had somebody message me. He was like, Kev, I listened to that last episode and, it really inspired me. And even me, it even inspired me doing that podcast, you know? He said, it, it, yeah, he said it really inspired me because being um, a young black man myself here in the UK, hearing that uh, a brother all the way in the motherland is out there going through all of these things, but yet managed to, you know, climb out of it and and, and find his way in this world. It's something that's very motivational to me and something that actually inspires me. No, I was about nope. to say it's very inspirational. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So, um, no, that's that's the sort of general direction that I take with my podcast. And then on top of that, we also talk about things uh, that are relative to to my guest, you know, whatever field that they may be in. Like the, the other time I had another guy called LP, the Charisma Coach, old friend of mine that I've known for quite some time. He uh, studies a lot uh, on communication and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, character, charisma, Body language. Uh, body language exactly 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 you know 
And then I had another guy from the Netherlands who was, um, he's an entrepreneur, he's, he's a web developer, uh, you know, made made a couple soundtracks for New Grounds. He's, he's basically a super nerd, you know what I mean? Like in, in the most <laughs> nicest way ever. <laughs> and the guy speaks like four I languages. I love you, the guy but you're like a nerd. So, no, it's, it's... Oh, wow, no, four languages. That's amazing. Yeah, similar to you. I know you are like three or something, right? Or, or... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on a shy three yeah, languages here. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, but no, so honestly, bro, it's, it's, um, it's, it's such a great privilege to, to be running this podcast not only for what it does for my audience, but what it also does for me. Like, imagine I'm learning from all of these people, bro. Of course. I'm getting free education. But <laughs> 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 on a serious note, it all, it's, it's, it also, it's also really good for me. It's very satisfactory for me, you know? It's not even about my, my audience or my listens all the time, but also what it does for me personally. personally. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, well, on that kind of note, right, how does one inspire others? I mean, you know, from your you know, point of you know view. You know how I actually got started with the podcast? I got Go for sta- it. I got started with the podcast, right? Um, I started podcasting probably about maybe two, three years ago, but, but not on a consistent basis, right? But I was okay. doing these, these videos. I don't know if, we, if we're going to actually get to that, but uh, um, I was doing these videos on Snapchat, right? Good old Snapchat. Good old Snapchat, which, which was just motivational videos, right? Um, yeah. I wasn't even necessarily into it. It was my friends that convinced me to to do it, right? But they knew that, you know, I've, I mean, I work in sales, right? So I've, they they know my voice. They know I like to talk a lot. Um, so they're like, bro, <laughs> can you can you please just put some of this shit up on Snap? I'm like, all right, cool. Started putting some motivational stuff up on Snapchat, right? Um, so for example, I, I, I do these things that I call, uh, uh, I think it's like Monday mornings. Right. So when I, when, when I go like, um, cause nobody really likes Mondays, right. Some, mm, some, yeah. some people, most people actually, they see Monday as this inevitable punishment right? <laughs> that they cannot escape. Right. But I always say over here, we love that shit, man. You've just been blessed and bestowed with the brand new <laughs> opportunity to do all the things you couldn't do in the previous week. So you better grab that shit by the balls and dominate. You know what I mean? So I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I kind of started doing stuff like that. And, you know, it started resonating with a lot of people. And then I was also doing like, you know, when we get towards, towards Wednesday, <laughs> you get to midday, <laughs> And I always say, look, this is your last chance. If your week is not going according to plan, <laughs> this is your last chance to fucking turn that shit around. So grab the week by the turn balls. Around. You got to do immediately. You know yeah and then we get to friday i'm like hey listen man it's a friday okay and if your week is not it's still not going according to plan you lost your chance to turn that shit around man so just go out there enjoy the weekend and guess what we're gonna try it again on monday baby <laughs> <laughs> so you know i started doing this kind of stuff but it, it really started resonating with people you know obviously I, I did more more of that you know speaking about general sort of general motivation and character and, and these kind of things and a lot of people started messaging me man you know, I, I had this one guy, I mean, I'm talking about really deep message. I had this one guy, he was like, yo, I had you on Snap for, you know, only for a minute and you, and you, you already extremely inspired me. You know, I feel motivated. And this other guy was like, yo, bro. I mean, well, I, they, I started flooding, flooding with messages, right? And this was happening probably for about a year. So I'm now thinking to myself, okay, look, this is all well and good. And 
some of my 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 followers and and friends on Snapchat, they're like, dude, can you? We need more. Can you do something? We need more, bro. Like, go public speaking or, or, or do something. We just do something for us, bro. I'm like, what the f- What do you want me to do? <laughs> He's right. What I want to do. So I was like, wait a minute. Let me actually just refer back to my podcast that, that, that I was dabbling with, right? Because mm. this way I could actually provide way more substantial content and also way more substantial value for the little audience that i have people who actually take value in what i do you know and that's yeah, and don't for, and don't forget you were also given them more time because a snapchat is just a snap exactly right? I was podcast, them, you have more time. there you go there you go i was giving them i'm giving them a whole lot more time and it's effort it it, it really is uh it's it's quite a feat to you know to record all of these things and and get it done do the edits, you know, find your guest and, and, and do the preparation or whatever. So it is really, um, you could almost consider it a full-time job if you're not careful, if you're not a good time planner, right? Not, not saying that I'm the yeah. best timekeeper myself, but you do have to really keep that in mind. So um, in as much as I'm now spending way more time on content, I also know that the value that I'm producing is just, is just way better. It's just, it's just way more, you know? Yeah, no, because I guess you, you can do even more for research. You can take your time within, with it and you can, yeah, bring out content that, exactly. that actually has value. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Well, Kevin, I mean, what's your plan for the future? Um, man, when it comes down to the future, that's, that's, that's a lovely question. I always say we should always create a nostalgia for the future. And not for the past, right? Because most of the times you look back at yourself five years ago, you're like, oh man, look at me, man, five years ago. But now I was looking sleek, yo, look at his body, yo. <laughs> yo, look at the lifestyle, man. <laughs> and you start creating a nostalgia for that, which is nice. It's nice to look back, right? And be like, damn, son, yo, that was me. That is me right there, right? Because it might influence right. you to say, yo, what the hell, bro? If I was doing this, fi- if I was doing this shit five years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it right now, Right? Fair. Yeah. So, similarly, I like to create a nostalgia for the future, bro, because the future holds a lot of a lot of unknown things, but probably also a lot of good things. So, right now, what I'm really focusing on is my dance academy, with the name of Kalan's Dance Academy. Okay. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of competitions, won a lot, won a few competitions as well, showcases, um, and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing you know, overly substantial where I was making actual income or stable income, should I say, from my passion and my dance. Um, yes. You know, so I started teaching a couple of years ago. Um, you know, things were going well. So I thought, okay, let me let me set up my own school, even in this corona crisis. And it's, um, it's going really well. So right now, one of the things that I'm looking forward to is just expanding my academy, um, you know, trying to build or should I say maintain some sort of good overall dance community here in my city, here in MK, Milton Keynes. And, uh, yeah, for my understanding, you, you're quite the, um, well, you, you gather quite a few dancers, even from slightly outside of Milton Keynes. Oh, I mean, even from out of MK, yeah. Exactly, you've got a few connections in like Bedford. And, Bedford, uh, Birmingham. Hampton, Birmingham. That's um, right uh Luton as well you know just so, sort of in my in my immediate uh neighboring cities and towns and counties you know 
because that's that that's the least that I could do. But um, yeah, man, that that's you know that's one of the things that I'm really working on right now is just to maintain that academy, get you know get a few kids, get more kids in there, obviously, and and even adults as well. Because I also had to, I also teach some guy that's like 35 years old who is fucking sick, you know. But he he comes from, he, he comes from he comes from an athletic background as well, nonetheless. So yeah, that's one thing that I'm really stoked about right now. Yeah, work-wise, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, and then uh, uh, work-wise, in terms of my uh, uh, financial career, funny thing is, we actually lost a lot of money this year, right? Hey, um, yeah, we lost a lot of money this year. Not well, I say we lost a lot of money. We lost a lot of our clientele, right? Due to coronavirus, people needed their money, man. So you know, they 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 withdrew their investment. Basically, they were doing their investments. Yeah. So, um, at first, I, you know, I didn't really think that we were going to suffer from Corona, but then I was like, oh, shit, actually, we are. Motherfuckers <laughs> need their money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we just had, so our, our, our money under management that we, met, that we manage at the, at, the, uh, at the brokerage, it just dropped by like 80% because everybody, all, you know, all of our investors needed their money. People weren't working and people got laid off and this and that or whatever. So that was a bit of a serious hit. That was a bit of a serious hit. So now we're just planning on trying to, um, you know, acquire as many clients as we can again, um, yeah. despite, despite the rate the, as well. Exactly, exactly. Despite the uh, current condition that we're in, and uh, um, yeah, that's what it really comes down to. You know, I mean, finance—it's it's a game that's forever changing, but we're forever finding solutions. That's why you have the whole umbrella term of financial solutions, right? Because there things are always changing, and especially now with <laughs> this whole Brexit, you know, with this whole Brexit situation above everything else that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah forgot about that I forgot about that right <laughs> so it's dilemma on top of dilemma but i try not to look at it like that I, you know we just try to look for solutions so in terms of that it's just rebuilding man it's just rebuilding um you know trying to acquire new clients new business new clientele um and it's a perfect time this is actually a perfect time to do it as well you know it's actually a perfect time to do it yeah. as well because what a lot of people are realizing is like holy shit dude i guess the world or our government, if you will, was is not as reliable or as <clears throat> you know, quote unquote, safe financially speaking as as I thought it was. I wish I had some kind of backup, right? I wish I had yeah. something that was working for me that I can, you know, sort of rely on right now to yeah. sustain me during these times. So it's actually, uh, despite everything, it's it's kind of a good time for us to start rebuilding again because. People, it's like people became woke. <laughs> They're like, "Oh shit, maybe I need to start looking at putting some things in place." Um, yeah, on a rainy day. So. Well, it's, it's 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 almost setting like a new canvas for you guys. So I, I get that. It is. It's Building a blank canvas, and uh, it's it's looking good. It's looking good. I'm 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 looking forward to manifesting our creation on it, so to say. So uh, um, well, I, I have to, I have to say it's it's always quite nice to hear somebody that's actually really. Um, well, excited about ventures w- within this company because some people usually are not that happy or that satisfied within their own jobs. And to hear your tone and to hear your excitement. Oh, uh, dude, it's, it's I, took, quite, I took so many hits this year, bro. But we lost bonuses. <laughs> oh. We lost, you know, <laughs> Christmas parties. Like, But we took serious hits this year. Dude, we're not going to get bonuses this year, right? Normally, we have yeah. a good year. You know, we do well for our, for, for our clients. Our clients are happy. We have good reviews. We get a cheeky little Christmas bonus, right? Live life a little bit. Celebrate life a little bit, right? Guess what? None of that, bro. None of that this year. 
<laughs> so, uh-uh. you know what I mean? So for me to maintain this zealous attitude, like everything is going to be A-OK, bro, I really have to fucking make myself believe it because if not, I don't... <laughs> I don't know where I'm gonna end up. Might end up in a freaking mental institute, man. But no, no. But seriously, bro. I mean, what can you do, man? You have to look forward and 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 find solutions and make it happen. That's all that there is to it, you know. That's right. That's right. I couldn't agree more. But look, uh, one of the things I always say is: there's always an option. There's always a way. That's it. So don't get stuck. Yep. Well, Kevin, have you got any last words or advice you might want to give to people? Um, well, you know what? To be honest with you, there's a, a bunch of things that I can go through right now. But I would say some of the key things that I try to sort of live my life by is it's it might sound cliche, you know, but you have to try to treat people the same exact way <clears throat> that you would like to be treated, you know? Have regard. I couldn't agree have, more. Have regard yeah. for people. Don't see. Don't see people simply as individuals. Um, you know, or, or just sorry. Don't see people as some kind of pawns. Rather, in your uh, little game of chess, uh, you know, like you just have to kick them around and move around just to get to where you gotta get, right? Because if you do that, in reality, you don't have much respect for yourself. You're also you're also a freaking human being, right? So, honestly, yeah. man, try to approach people the same way that you like to get approached maintain a positive balanced attitude not saying that you have to be happy like ronald mcdonald or like a bozo the whole time go through, <laughs> go through all emotions right but always remember happiness is the best emotion bro why wouldn't you why wouldn't you choose for that right um True. so no that's 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 all that i can say bro just try to approach people in in, in a similar way that you like to get approached and always maintain a happy balanced a lifestyle Kevin beautiful finish I thank you on that guys check out Kevin Cologne in in the more uh, more live show yeah absolutely you can check me out like I said on all streaming platforms uh, the more live show you can also find me uh, directly on my Instagram which is at Kev Kalan K-E-V K-A-L-L-O-N I'm sure all of that will be in the show notes below anyway um, <laughs> they will but yeah but um yeah that was kevin cologne ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of french toast <laughs>